honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and TuneIn Radio. And, of course, others, I'm sure. Thank you once again for joining me today. A nice, cold, frigid uh, morning here in the Twin Cities, Golden Valley, Minnesota. Those of you in Australia might still be fairly warm, but I'm sure that's winding down a little bit as, yeah, you know, sunlight's getting longer and longer here, probably getting shorter and shorter there in the southern hemisphere in Australia and other parts of the world. Maybe some of you listening in the Philippines would be pretty cool. I I believe it's happening Uh, on the air worldwide, at least (laughs) podcast-wise. Let's talk about the Timberwolves today. Of course, you got to see D'Angelo Russell debut. You didn't get to see him in the first game, which was quite a sugar-high, fun game an amazing way to end a losing streak and get introduced to a ton of new players. <clears throat> but now the ongoing conversation will be how, you know, it's a bunch of players. They're not used to each other yet, this and that. You got a new quarterback, literally, a new point guard. It's a completely different game and all that. When you have a different point guard, different style, different plays, different this, different that. And, you know, it's it's going to take time for this offense to work together. But one concern I have right out of the gate, and I mean right out of the gate, is everybody's short. There's no rebounding anymore. (laughs) So I'm a little bit concerned about that. Uh, It's kind of annoying to think that D'Angelo Russell missed the first game and Carl Anthony Towns missed the last game. So you got to see at least, you got to see one of them miss at least one of the three games here. So, so there you go. Minnesota Timberwolves one and two in the debut run for, well, the new group of players anyway. But bottom line is, more fun to watch. Yes, a lot more energy. It is a more watchable product. Uh, the ratings will go up. The attendance is way up, apparently, in the Target Center. A sellout versus the Charlotte Hornets. Minnesota versus Charlotte. Wow, um, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, Malik Beasley looks wonderful. Very happy to have him. What a nice debut for him with Minnesota. Of course, frustrated with the lack of minutes in Denver. He's got that swagger. He's got that attitude. Chip on his shoulder, but he seems like he's a nice enough guy. But he's got this kind of conversation like, hey, you know, someday we could be the best team in the West. Like, let's not screw around. We might even make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. Maybe a little bit too brash. Talking about making the playoffs. Like, again, it's, this is kind of where most of us might be thinking right here. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Yeah, a predictable soundbite. But, uh, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, is it wrong? I, I don't think so. I mean, we are 16.35 and dropping and all that stuff. It's not fun. I wish we were very much in the mix, but I don't know. Uh, Herman Gomez, yep, he gets to start at power forward. I just wish we could have a big guy, big dude, plug in the middle, and Carl can move to power forward. Wancho, Herman Gomez, he's okay. He looks a little bit clumsy to me, a little bit clumsy. I I don't know. He's okay. There's a reason why he's not like a full-time starter in the league right now. Uh, but this was a barrage of threes, as Marcus the Forecaster would say, a barrage of threes. Nas Reed, four of six off the bench. James Johnson, who I just, this is a guy, this is a guy I want to stay with the Timberwolves the rest of his career. Two of three. Jared Culver, one of three. Alan Crabb, one of three. <laughs> he hit a buzzer beater at the end of the third quarter. That was pretty entertaining. 
Jalen Noel, one of two. We could just go up and down the line. Malik Beasley, seven of 13. Jordan McLaughlin had to start at point guard because, okay, okay, they're all ready to go. Wow, this trade actually processed quickly. It actually processed fast for once. We can actually get everybody in the lineup. And, oh, he's out with the hat. Him being D'Angelo Russell. It's like, oh, come on. So that figures. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin was absolutely fantastic. Of course, you don't want to buy too much stock in him, but buy a little bit. Buy some. Buy a couple shares and then uh, see what happens. Buy some. The stock is about $2 a share right now, and Jordan McLaughlin came into the season at about, you know, a quarter, you know, like 25 cents. It's about two bucks, so you made some profit. Of course, uh, you know, like other people might be in the $100 range, like Carl, kind of. Well, I'm sure that stock's dropped to about 63 from 100 the last couple months here because of things he said. Uh, well, the aforementioned Carl Anthony Towns missed a triple-double by one assist. He had a hell of a game. 3 of 5 from downtown McLaughlin, 2 of 4. A Kogi, Josh Kogi, 2 of 3. Even even Juancho Herman Gomez, 100% from downtown. But only one rebound, so I got to complain. One rebound, Hermo, I mean, Hermo, Herman Gomez, Hermo. I don't know what I'm saying there. Herman Gomez, one rebound. Come on now. The rebounding's scaring me a little bit, but Malik, I guess, uh, made up for it. 10 rebounds in the game from your shooting guard who shot the lights out, was very aggressive throughout. Now, he was better in the first half. He scored 20 points in the first half, so do the math. He only had three in the second, so yeah, there, there's that part. But it's not like he was bad. He just wasn't as good, I guess. And other players got hot, and you know how the game goes. A very entertaining, fun game. What a way to end a losing streak against a very, very, very good team. It was never 100% healthy, but I guess healthy enough. Their two stars were there, at least. 19,000 people in attendance, ladies and gentlemen. All right, all right. And they didn't even get to see the man of the hour. Uh, but they got to see still a very beautiful effort. And a lot of new players regardless. They got to see a new quote-unquote star. We'll, we'll be careful with that word right now regarding Malik Beasley. But he's got a chance to be a pretty good player in this league. Uh, he's got the, you know, like I said, he's, he's got the, the it factor, I believe. But I'm going to have a little bit of critiquing to do on him as we move forward. Particularly the Charlotte game. As good as his final points were, <laughs> the route of getting to the, the points is a little bit rougher road than than it was against the Clippers. <laughs> but uh, James Johnson, James Johnson, you know what he looks like to me like, during the press conference? He, look like, he looks like a pastor, doesn't he? He looks like a pastor. <laughs> the Lord said, no, <laughs> he, he does. I like that. He had the, the cross on and everything. Uh, I like James Johnson. He is uh I like him a lot. He's one of my favorite players on the team right now, actually. Uh, Alan Crabb, I don't know what his role is going to be with this team for very long. I think he's probably going to wind up on a different squad in the offseason. The addition of Malik Beasley might have put the nail in the coffin, plus the fact you can't rot Jared Culver's sixth overall pick on the bench. You just can't do that. And obviously, he needs to earn his minutes. It's just the way it is. But at the same time, I mean, it's he just got started. It's not like he's his, it's his fifth year and it's like, yeah, that's who he is. He's a He's a backup player. No, it's too early for that, and we got to see a lot of that it factor in him, defensively particularly, <clears throat> and occasionally on offense as well, being aggressive. So Jared Culver, despite the maybe the too nice vibe, he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too, hidden underneath all of that. Fun, fun, fun. What a fun game for the Timberwolves last Saturday versus the Los Angeles Clippers. There was nothing bad about this game other than Herman Gomez getting only one rebound. I don't know. I, I'm just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of mean that way. Because I like rebounding. I like my power forwards and centers to rebound the ball. But I guess Malik and Herman Gomez switched roles in the rebounding category in this one. Uh, Beasley looks awesome. He does. 
He does. I'm a little bit annoyed that he only got three points in the second half, but whatever. Uh, James Johnson can shoot. James Johnson can rebound for the most part. And he's a very good defensive player. <clears throat> he is a very efficient offensive player. He's just one of those guys who I would like to stay on the Timberwolves for a long time because he can kind of do a little bit of everything. He can set other players up. And uh, he's, he took uh, D'Angelo Russell aside a couple of times, giving him a little advice here and there. I think he's one of those guys you want to keep on this team if you can. Just maybe not a 15, 16 mil a year, but uh, you know, maybe 10. I mean, maybe 10. Maybe. <laughs> Nine, what, whatever, nine or ten million. Hopefully that's not too insulting to him. I would hope not. To hell and crap, eighteen million. I just that one. I, I yeah, hoo, hoo, yeah, not gonna happen. Of course, it was. He's basically almost making as much as Jeff Teague, which is pretty ridiculous. So Minnesota goes to Toronto, Toronto Raptors, and well, they're the ones giving up over one hundred and thirty points, one hundred thirty-seven to one twenty-six. Toronto beats the Timberwolves in this one. Finally, there he is. There he is. There's the silver fox or the blue fox or whatever you want to call him. He's not the silver fox because he's not old like Brett Favre was. He's already had a gray beard and all that stuff, gray hair. Uh, let's call him the blue fox because he's wearing the, yeah. <laughs> let's call him the blue fox. D'Angelo Russell. I'm calling him a fox because he's got that fox trot to him. Have you ever seen a fox trot? Forgive <laughs> the really weird conversation here, but smooth as silk. I mean, when he's moving, he is smooth as silk. Smooth as silk. Beautiful. Uh, four or five from downtown. A little bit of Steph Curry from him from way, way outside on one of them. Uh, but there's the other side. The D'Angelo Russell. Let's watch out. And it's not just the defense. He's a little bit on the reckless side, isn't he? Uh, sometimes it's just he's just going into traffic and losing the ball or passing to... I don't know who he's passing to. I mean, I don't know. He looks like Tavares Jackson in some plays out there. But so, <laughs> Tavares Jackson or Christian Bonder on occasion. But he's got the skill. And yes, I'm going to call him the the blue fox because he's uh he's got that smoothness to his game there is a uh, the, the way he delivers the ball to players when he's not turning it over it's a thing to watch and this is a completely different vibe he is the best point guard on the minnesota timberwolves since stefan marbury and a lot of people were talking about that last week how it could be a garnett marbury thing again unfortunately carl anthony towns does not provide the defense kevin garnett did but the offense is certainly higher than kevin garnett's ever was no doubt about that no question uh, D'Angelo Russell, very similar to Stephon Marbury in terms of, well, a little bit reckless. The defense not so good, but the offense very good. In fact, he might be a little bit more of an offensive weapon than Marbury was really super early on, but uh, no, no, he isn't. It's about the same, actually. It's about the same. This is his third year already, fourth year already in D'Angelo's case, or is it even fifth? It's, oh God, it's been too fast. been way too fast. It is fifth year. What the hell? As young as they are, that's how young they started, these guys. Super young. Um, but no, uh, you get to see a vibe here that we haven't seen in forever. We have a point guard, folks. We have a point guard. We have a freaking point guard. It's because let's go down the list, shall we? Of point guards for the Minnesota Timberwolves. I didn't write anything down. I'm just going to say this straight out. I did not write anything down. I don't have anything loaded. You know, you can believe me or not believe me. I don't have anything loaded in front of me. All off of memory because that's how long I've followed the Wolves and I love them very much and keep track all the time. But since Stefan Marbury, this is the list of point guards we've had. Terrell Brandon because of the trade. Sam Cassell because of, well, you know, we finally got rid of Terrell Brandon with that uh, injury exception type of deal. Expiring contract because of that. Um, Terrell was never going to play again with that microfracture surgery type of situation in his knee. Sam Cassell was awesome, but only for a year. Second year, the attitude took over and he wasn't as good. Uh, after that, you got Marco Yarich. 
Yeah, so Garrett, let's go down the list, if you know what I'm saying. Marco Yarich, uh, <laughs> Marcus Banks for about a half a season, and then you move forward with Randy Foy. Yay, Randy Foy. Randy freaking Foy. He was okay. He had some moments, but he wasn't really a true point guard. He was kind of, you know what Randy Foy was? A G. He wasn't a point guard. He wasn't a shooting guard. Just a G. Isn't that great? Just isn't that great? But you know what he basically is? A third a, a third guard. That's basically what uh, Randy Foy was from, from the get-go. You know, he could be a spark plug here and there, but that's it. But unfortunately, we had him as a full-time starting point guard, and we hoped, well, what D'Angelo Russell's role is right now. Didn't happen. Uh, you got you got to go with uh, forward with again Johnny frickin' Flynn after Randy frickin' Foy Johnny frickin' Flynn <sighs> Luke frickin' Ridnour okay I know some of you liked him great guy but he was as stiff as a tree I mean he was stiff I he just and I don't mean that like he sucked really bad he was just he was stiff seemed like he always had a bad back or something wrong with him and he just I don't know there was always something missing from that guy he's just okay just okay. Uh, then you finally got Ricky Ricardo Rubio to go along with uh, JJ. Slow the heck down, Berea. Slow the heck down and chill out, Berea, who was you know more of a backup. But of course, Rubio was the starting point guard for a while. But of course, all those injuries you got to see Ridnour and Berea out there all the time, all the time. Ridnour and Berea, that was your backcourt all the time because Rubio was always hurt, and the shooting guard position was always in flux because of whatever reason, injuries or busts. Or whatever. It just went on and on because Rashad McCants absolutely could not. If you know what I mean. McCant could not. Yeah. He stunk. Uh, after a good start, he got bad. Basically, got crazy, is what I'd like to say. Um, <clears throat> and then you go with Rubio, of course, on to. <laughs> uh, well, Jeff Teague, Jeffrey Jeff Teague, which a lot of you didn't like all that much. Rubio was here for quite a while, actually, but then we moved on to Jeff Teague. And he was, he had some good moments, but there was always something missing. I, I just, there's, every one of these guys, since Stefan Bleep and Marbury, there was always something missing. But Terrell, the heart was missing. The passion was missing. The drive, literally driving to the basket was missing. Sam Gassell was freaking awesome for one year. But then <laughs> the attitude took over. It just ruined it. He was awesome. He was freaking awesome. Like MVP candidate could. But one freaking year, that's not enough. You know, it was like 2010, uh, 2009 with Brett Favre. And then there was 2010. <sighs> to the 0304 with Sam Cassell, and there was 0405. Do you get the picture? Capisha? Capisha? Yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> Jeff Teague, what was missing there? I don't know, everything. <laughs> I kind of liked him, though. I kind of liked him, but there was just, there was always, he was strange. You didn't know who he was. Was he a shooter? Was he a penetrator? Was he a playmaker? Well, he didn't play defense very well. Uh, I don't know what he was. I, I wouldn't say he didn't try, but something was weird about that guy. He was a strange mamma Very strange. And now you got uh, D'Angelo Russell after a short stint with guys like, you know, Jordan McLaughlin, who I think is a good player. He's a good player, good backup. Good backup point guard, who I think deserves to be in the NBA. Nice story. I like Jordan McLaughlin. But uh, he also got to see uh, Shabazz Napier, who LeBron loved to death. And he's got that it factor, but he's a backup. He's a backup it factor. He's kind of like Telfair, but a little better. Sebastian Telfer was another guy who got extensive playing time with the Minnesota Timberwolves at point guard because uh, <clears throat> Johnny Fly kept getting hurt and Rubio wasn't available and all that. And Telfer had some nice runs, but he wasn't really a full-time point guard with the Wolves, kind of like Napier, where he'd start sometimes. It's just that Napier was here only half a year. 
but it was kind of that similar role where he was like a band-aid point guard who was okay but sometimes <laughs> Sebastian Telfer was freaking awful uh, he got better though his second stint with the Wolves just way better like way more like way higher basketball IQ and you know catch and shoot threes sometimes just catch and shoot don't put the damn ball on the floor all the time Wally Zerbiak that's the one that drove me absolutely crazy like Antoine Walker just shoot the freaking ball if you're going to shoot it shoot it or pass it once they put the ball on the floor, it's game over, folks. They're going to take a stupid shot. They're going to try something reckless, and they're going to lose the ball one way or another. Oh, Wally. Sometimes he could drive to the hoop, but if he actually had a lane. But if you're trying to force your way in, oh, Wally. Oh, Wally, Wally, Wally. But a lot of guys sometimes just go for the catch and shoot. If the shot's there, shoot the bleeping ball. That's all you got to say there. Um, but now that brings us to D'Angelo Russell after like 19 minutes of... Going through history, I apologize, but uh, hopefully you like that a little bit. It's nice. <clears throat> it's nice. There's obviously something missing. The defense and a little bit of better ball control would be nice. But uh, the Blue Fox out there, the Blue Fox has got something going there, though. I mean, there is some definite smoothness to his game. His shot is crisp. His passing skills are beautiful. Again, when he's when he's in when he's in control, he's in control, and when he's out of control, he's out of control. Maybe a little bit of Nick Van Exel in the guy. Uh, a little bit. Without the attitude, I hope. Nick Van Exel, talk about attitude. Oh, everywhere I go, I bet everybody disliked him or hated him, whichever you want to say, by the time he was leaving. Especially the coaches. Uh, <laughs> Sam Cassell, too, by the way. But, uh, no, D'Angelo Russell, nice debut, 22 points. He can 4 or 5 from downtown and put one up from way, way out there. Steph Curry style. 4 of 5 overall. So the three-point shot is very much there. Again, the Wolves shot 60% versus the Clippers from downtown. That's right, 60%. And we're talking 40-plus attempts in the game. This one was exactly 40 attempts, 45%. And unfortunately, the overall field goal percentage was also 45%. You want it a little teeny bit higher, to getting some easy baskets. But Towns was just okay. He was all right. But 11 turnovers between your two stars? Come on, man. 11 turnovers from your two stars right there? And you throw in Beasley, it's 15 Three players, 15 turnovers. That's like a whole game, a whole team right there. Guys, come on. Come on, man. But even even my, my, my guy, James Johnson, three turnovers also. But I don't know. Had his moments, didn't have his moments. I like him. Don't love anybody on the team at the moment. But uh, let them uh, earn it, I guess, from some of us out there. <clears throat> Alan Crabb had one of his better games with the Wolves, which isn't saying much yet. Beasley was all right. Definitely not as on fire as he was the previous game, but still solid. 15 points. Solid game. But uh, it was a crying shame to watch Toronto roll back and whoop our butts in the third bleeping quarter, like always, like everybody had, had been doing for the last 10 years since Kurt Rambis or Randy Whitman. But, uh, <laughs> but it is what it is. Toronto was on a massive streak. They just might win the whole thing again without without Kawhi Leonard. They just might win the NBA championship without Kawhi Leonard. Wouldn't it be funny if it was Toronto versus the Clippers in the finals and Toronto wins? Could happen because Pascal Siakam is a son of a gun, man. That guy's good. The guy's good, man. Six of eight from downtown, 14 of 21. Doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Two steals, a block. He just does everything. Uh, two years ago, I barely knew who the hell he is. He's just some guy on Toronto who's got an interesting name and uh, and he, you know, it looks like there's a little bit of skill there, but hard, hard to say. Maybe rough around the edges a little bit. But, um, yeah, <laughs> not bad, eh? <laughs> not bad at all. Not bad. Now he's just an awesome player. And, yes, not bad, a eh? Because it's Toronto, and uh, he's pretty good. He's pretty damn good. Uh, maybe he'll start saying, a eh, once in a while uh, after his sentences. 
<laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. 12th of February, the Charlotte Hornets come to Target Center, and uh, the Wolves were putting the can of whoop-ass on this team. They were, for two quarters. <laughs> for two quarters. They were opening a can of whoop-ass on this team for two quarters. Real early in the game, Malik Beasley dodged a bullet that was headed right for his heart, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, that guy, my God, that guy could have, <laughs> when he was driving to the basket and got a dunk in there, I forget who it was that followed him, followed him to the hoop. Was it was it Willie Herman Gomez? It couldn't have been him that early in the game. Willie Herman Gomez, yes, older brother of Juancho Herman Gomez. So very cool. There's brothers there. I didn't know a whole lot about these guys before the trade. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't. Just going to be honest. I mean, they didn't get a whole lot of burn in the league. They're, they're okay players. They're solid, but they're not exactly, you know, <laughs> they're not exactly the Gasol brothers here or the... The Lopez brothers, they're, they're not. They're not as good. <laughs> it's just, no, I'm just being honest here. Um, <clears throat> Devontae Graham looks like a stud. He really does. He's not perfect, but he's got some game to him. He's got a, got a lot going on. We didn't get to see uh, Terry Rozier because he's been out, unfortunately. But Devontae Graham, maybe there's a long-term solution to point guard without Terry Rozier. But, well, he's still owe oh, Terry Rozier a hell of a lot of money. Uh James Johnson actually started at center in this one. <clears throat> About six foot eight, six foot seven center. That's interesting. That's the NBA right now. Uh, let's get some taller guys on this roster in the offseason if we can, please. Please, Gerson, can we get a taller guy with some bulk and some muscle in there? Love James Johnson. Love him, but not at center. <clears throat> Maybe in short stretches. Small ball, as you like to call it. Nice home debut for D'Angelo. Absolutely beautiful. Just scorching the net in the first half. Same with Malik Beasley. Scorching the net. In the first half, do you notice a trend here? Uh, Nas Reed was solid in the game. Jared Culver's role is getting worse and worse. He's not getting a whole lot of burn, and it's kind of sad. Alan Crabb, 11 minutes of virtually nothing. Ugh, what a joke. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt finally got in there, but very, very short stretch. Didn't get to see hardly anything. He's too damn skinny. He needs to bulk up in the offseason. That's just uh, what i got to say there. You're not seeing anything out of Spellman or Evans yet, so I'm kind of interested to see what happens there. Of course, Evan Turner, Evan Turner, is going to be bought out or something. Basically, will be bought out so he can sign on with the Lakers or something, whatever competitor he wants to get to. Sounds like Jake Lehman will be back after the All Star break. So yeah, that's good news. But yes, the first half was awesome. It was absolutely great. Uh, D'Angelo Russell was doing. A hell of a lot of good out there. He only had three turnovers. He had 11 assists overall in the game, and he made up for it with two steals. Very good first half. Very good uh, overall uh, game in terms of points and assists. And decent ball control. 11-3 to is pretty good. So I'm happy with that. But the second half, Malik Beasley. Malik, Malik Beasley was even worse, but both of them. I mean, Russell, at least when he misses his shots, he misses gracefully. It was like bouncing off the rim. And it's like, oh, come on, that didn't go in, that type of stuff. There was a few like those, a few like that. I think there was an air ball mixed in somewhere. But Malik Beasley, second half. Oh, my God, I think Rashad McCants is back. Dude, how many times did he hit the backboard on his three-point shots? I mean, four of, five of 14? I mean, whew, oh, my God. Uh, it, was, it was pretty rough. It was a pretty rough situation. I think the backboard might be cracked from all the the three-pointers three, three pointers that banged off the backboard, and then others that went over the rim. Over the rim. Yeah. Malik Beasley had a rough game, I gotta say. Yes, he had 28 points. He got his six rebounds. He's fun to watch. 
But boy, oh boy, and I didn't even get to the dodge the bullet thing. I'll get to that in a second. But the shooting in the second half, which actually makes you wonder, maybe he did hurt his wrist. Maybe he did. That might be what's happening, actually, now that I'm putting two and two together. Because in the first half, Malik Beasley could have broke his ankle. He could have torn many tendons in his ankle. He could have torn his ACL (laughs) easily. He could have broke his wrist easily. He could have had a concussion easily on a play where he was getting fouled going to the hoop. Uh, He did get the ball in the basket. He could have been injured so bad on that play. Oh, my God. I mean, every time I watch that, it is a miracle that guy didn't break something. I mean, I mean a miracle that his ankle didn't break, his ACL didn't buckle, or MCL, or or meniscus, whatever the heck. Massive hyperextension. I mean, massive stuff, you know. He could have been out for the year easily, or a, a, a broken wrist easily on the play. It is a bleeping miracle that Malik Beagley did not get a serious injury or season-ending injury very early in the game. I am thanking God that didn't happen, but now that I'm putting two and two together, that might be what happened. Um, but doesn't explain why D'Angelo Russell shot 9 of 23 either. So those of us complaining about Andrew Wiggins and his poor efficiency out there, well, it's back, and it's the wrong player. It's different players who were red-hot just a couple of games ago. 25 field goal attempts, 28 points for Beasley. 23 field goal attempts, 26 points for D'Angelo Russell. 12, uh, excuse me, 4 of 12 from downtown for Russell. That's 33%. That's that's not good. Uh, 5 of 14 is awful. And again, not only was Malik missing, he was really missing. I am wondering if he did get hurt on the play. Maybe just not super severely. Maybe a strain with a ST, but hopefully not a SP sprain, strain, that type of thing. Uh... Josh Okogi had a couple moments, and if he can work on that three-point shot in the offseason, I mean really, really, really work on that three-point shot in the offseason, Josh Okogi's value is going to go up a lot. Herman Gomez got a double-double. He got a double-double, but boy, one of seven from downtown. It's moments like that, and I'm talking several moments in the game where the Timberwolves had gimme layups that they couldn't finish on. Even my guy James Johnson, two of eight, and there were some gimmies in that game. Just put the ball in the bleeping basket already. Um, some gimme baskets that would have helped us win this game easily. Uh, and of course, you know, slightly better shooting. Slightly. Uh, <clears throat> again, guys like Crab who didn't do anything. Just 11 minutes of nothing. Super frustrating. I mean, make something for cripes sake. Cripes with a P. Trying not to say too much there. Um, but the poor shooting. I mean, we can all say, well, Carl wasn't playing. Yeah, well, the Wolves lost 14 in a row with Carl in the lineup. So... <laughs> That's an easy comeback for me and for many others. James Johnson defensively was freaking awesome. Uh, came up behind a player, blocked him good. That was awesome. I mean, I love it. LeBron James style, three blocks, three steals. Defensively, I love James Johnson. His offense can be pretty good too, but I wasn't in this game. Uh, Wolves were kicking butt, and then the third quarter happened, and the fourth quarter happened. Wolves got beat by 10 in the third, by 13 in the fourth. 23-point turnaround in that second half. 23-point turnaround in the second half. That's bullshit, man. Awful. Uh, 28% from downtown, 50 three-point attempts. Okay, 49. 38% from the floor overall, 38 and a half. And again, another sellout, 18, 9, 7, 8. Beautiful game, or beautiful turnout for the Minnesota Timberwolves. couple of sellouts versus the Clips and the Hornets. So that's awesome. The box office is getting bigger, if we can call it that. The ticket counter or whatever, getting a, a lot busier. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, speaking of wrists, he's the one who's out with the wrist this game. And hopefully the all-star break is enough, but they're saying it could be longer, and it's the NBA. I mean, guys have minor injuries, major injuries, we don't know. 
And even if it's a minor injury, they still end up missing a month. But maybe it's more serious. I have no idea. Or they're just little Mr. Uh, perfectionist who just refuses to come back because it has to be perfect. It has to be perfect. Can't come back yet. So, I don't know. But uh, hopefully Beasley didn't actually secretly hurt his wrist. Maybe we'll find out if he shows up next game. He's a tough guy, though. I can't imagine him... Uh, sitting out, but if if he's if you're hurt, Malik, be honest about it. Don't, yeah, don't play injured, okay? This we'll find out though. If he's like, if he's like five of twenty next game, I'd say something's wrong with your wrist, buddy. <laughs> something's wrong there. In Carl's case, it's a non-shooting wrist. Unless he's left-handed, it's a non-shooting wrist, and he's not left-handed. So, yes, uh, luckily, there's that for Carl. Or maybe he can come back after the All-Star game or game or a game or two after it. We'll see. Unless it really is super serious. But that second half was bullshit. This team shot like crap. It was obnoxious. I mean, make a bleeping shot for crying out loud. I mean, five minutes remaining, the replay's still going right now in the background. Timberwolves are still up by 10 at this point in the game. You know, I mean, it's not that much. We've seen bigger leads disappear with a lot less time left in the game. It's been a hell of a season. Hell of a season for the Timberwolves in a lot of categories. So let's wrap things up here. Who's going to get the... Oh boy, who's going to get the elbow for this week? Malik Beasley. I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Malik Beasley. I thought he was awesome. Uh, at least he was out there. At least he stayed out there. He played tough. I didn't like his shooting at all in the second half. Josh Okogie's definitely an honorable mention. I think he's played awesome. James Johnson's an honorable mention. I thought he's been good ever since he got to the Timberwolves, but uh, Okogie was good this past week. Jordan McLaughlin could have easily got it if he got to stay in the lineup you know, more, but it is what it is. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, not yet, buddy. Not yet. Liking what I'm seeing, but you're not there yet. Uh, Malik Beasley, I thought, was a little bit better overall thus far. But then again, I think in the Charlotte game, I think D'Angelo Russell was a little bit better. And plus, missing the Clipper game disqualifies him a little bit. It's not like he tore it up like in a huge way. But he's been good. At least he's over 20 points a game so far with his stand with the Wolves and 8 assists. So, good start. Good start. Generally speaking, just hope for a little more consistency in, you know, during the course of games, not big drop-offs for everybody like there was in this one. <laughs> Very frustrating. So there it is. The Johnny Flynn Memorial, <clears throat> Alan Crabb, he's just invisible. I don't know who he is. I don't know who you are, Alan. 18.6 and doing absolutely nothing. Uh, he's not even playing 18 minutes a game. And I don't know, Alan Crabb, man, that's all i got to say about that. We'll take a quick break, and we're going to preview four games that will be after the All-Star break. So this will be the last game for two weeks, or last show for two weeks, pardon me. Uh, we'll not be doing a show next Friday because it's the All-Star break. Just take a break. You know, I'm just going to take a break, of course, because uh, the games I'm going to be previewing won't even have been played by next Friday. And I really don't care much about the All-Star game. It hasn't been fun for like 20 years or more, probably more than that, but it's, it's been a while. Uh, with that said, we'll get to previewing those games right after this. Hey, guys, it's 48 minutes, not 24. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. We got four games to preview, so let's get to it immediately. Minnesota Timberwolves will host Les Charlotte. No, it's kidding. We'll host the Boston Celtics on the 21st of February. So again, several days off from the 12th to 21st here. 
Boston Celtics, obviously one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference right now, second place in the Atlantic Division because Toronto's just been flat awesome. So, good for them, I suppose. This is the season opener between these two teams. <laughs> and, of course, the season conclusion will be on March 29th. Just the two quick games here, like the Eastern Conference always is. Boston is 8th in the league in scoring, Minnesota 13th. Total rebounds, teams are fairly close, but I think Boston's going to be way ahead of us now because the rebounding has not been good the last couple of games. 11th in the league for Boston. Field goal percentage 12th. Free throw percentage 6th to 22nd. Three-point percentage 29th for Minnesota. 10th for the Celtics. Celtics have been pretty strong. Four of their last five. They're trying to catch up to Toronto, but good luck because the Raptors have been on an absolute tear uh, of late. They are number two in the Eastern Conference, Boston. Number three, and of course, again, second in the Atlantic Division. Celtics, obviously, you know, it's a good team. I, I like them a lot. I do. I'd be happy to see Toronto do well. I'd be very happy to see Boston do well. I've always had been a, I've always had a soft spot for the Boston Celtics. Always. Uh, Daniel Theus has been a nice, solid player for them. Enos Cantor was an addition in the offseason. I mean, players just change in places like crazy, especially last year, but really the last several years here, ever since the, the uh, BRI really took place and uh, opened things up here, thanks to the TV contract and all that. I mean, everything's just been crazy. Guys are moving around and getting contracts the size of the moon. 38-16 and 16 are the Celtics. Minnesota's never played well against this team since I don't know what year. I mean, I remember Anthony Peeler hitting a nice clutch three-pointer at the buzzer to help the Wolves win on the road, but that was 1999. I mean, that's back in the day, man. Jason Tatum's leading the team in scoring. Good for him. He's had a hell of a run. 22.4%. Kemba Walker's been an awesome addition. So for a lot of us that thought the Celtics just kind of screwed around in the offseason, they're doing pretty good. I'm not confident they're going to make a playoff run. I'm not confident about that right now. Um... So far, I mean, since the you know, since since this new era has started, they've been you know they've had their moments, but generally speaking, maybe they'll get to the Eastern Conference Final that one year and then they get swept. Other than that, the playoff success has not been so hot in the Brad Stevens era. It's not been very, you know, it's not been very successful in the postseason. At first, when I brought it up, people were like, "Joey, are you crazy?" No, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. And then, well, I wasn't crazy. I don't usually make crazy... I I don't usually come out and make, like, uh, unwarranted accusations, so to speak. I don't do that. Um, Usually when I see see something, I I have a point. At least I would like to believe I do, and it's not happening. We'll see what happens. I I hope this year maybe they break through. It'd be great. Um, Milwaukee's been awesome. Toronto's been awesome. Philadelphia's still dangerous. I think the Celtics could be Philly in a series, and I hope they do. Screw Philadelphia. Screw that team. (laughs) <laughs> screw Philadelphia, man. Who knows, maybe Miami will go on a run, but I don't think a lot of us around here would like that very much. Marcus Smart, he's just, you know, he is what he is. He's a tough player, but I don't think he's ever broken through. Gordon Hayward, speaking of breaking, hasn't, uh, you know, his numbers are finally starting to get closer to where they were back in the day with Utah and such. Closer, but he's still not there. 17.3 points a game. At least he's moved up a bit. Like the last couple of years, he was at about 12 points a game. Finally getting better, the poor guy that snapped his ankle very nastily ah, on national television, a season opener, his first game of the Celtics, first couple minutes, very heartbreaking there, Jalen Brown really starting to pick it up in a huge way, what a nice uh, acquisition he was years ago in the draft, he is really picking it up, 20 points a game, Kemba Walker is what he is, that's why this team's good, I mean, some of those young guys are really stepping up, and Hayward's been better, and of course, Jason Tatum is really, really starting to become what he could be. Uh, he's no longer this, you know, exciting guy who's 
you know, still got to get, still got to get uh, fit in his new shoes here. He's starting to become the star of the Celtics, and good for him. Celtics will beat the Timberwolves at the end of the day. So gotta keep, gotta keep moving here. Celtics end up beating the Wolves, something along the likes of. Well, they're a decent offense. They certainly are, but not that great. Uh, it's going to be something along the likes of like one. I have a feeling it's going to be actually a pretty offensive game, like one twenty-eight, one twenty, something like that. D'Angelo is going to get his twenty something. Uh, Kemba Walker is a pretty good defender, though, so maybe I should be careful. I don't think Towns is going to play in the game, which actually could lead to a worse game. Well, we'll see, but I think there'll be a good effort. Malik Beasley's going to have a nice night. Hopefully, if he's not injured after that play, we'll see what happens. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard anything new about that, but it was a scary, scary moment there for Malik. Uh, Celtics are going to win the game. Let's just say 128 to 118, something like that. 10 points. It might be worse. Hopefully the Wolves pull out a shocker, but I think D'Angelo will have a good game, but with no Carl Anthony Towns, there's just no size on the Wolves, and Celtics have a lot of tall players, a lot of big, muscular players as well. They're just better, and they're going to beat the Wolves. Let's move forward. Not trying to be an ass. It's just how it is. It's just how it is. Denver Nuggets. Uh, I just, you know, and it's again, again, it's tough to gauge because when's the son of a gun going to be back? Carl Anthony Towns. Sunday, the 23rd of February, 5 p.m., one of those late kind of evening games with football season being over. It's perfectly fine. It's not interrupting anything. Denver Nuggets have been a, kind of a thorn in the side for the Wolves for a while, other than that wonderful year for the Timberwolves when we made the playoffs beating them. Uh, Nuggets are sweeping us right now, up 3-0, to zero, so they have already clinched the season series. And uh, game number four, season wrap-up already on the 23rd coming up Sunday. Every game has been close, every game has been tight, been low-scoring, 198. Wow, that was a heartbreaker. Wolves couldn't make an effing shot that game. We were doing so well. Denver was Denver was missing everything, but then we just couldn't finish them off. They missed, like, how many shots in a row? It was, like, 10 minutes straight of no baskets for Denver. And we still lost. Oh, my. Oh, that was bad. 109-100 on December the uh, 20th. 107-100. These scores are almost, gosh, they're so close to each other. 107-100 on Jan the 20th. I expect more of the same. I mean, predict- predictability. I think the Nuggets sweep the Wolves. I think the Nuggets sweep the Wolves. I wish that wasn't the case. I wish the Wolves could come out and crush this team. Maybe we will. Maybe uh, Carl and uh, D'Angelo Russell will combine for 65 points and win the game. But I, I don't know. I think Jake Lehman might actually finally be playing again. The uh, Sasquatch will be back. The Sasquatch. The guy that we don't know if he exists or not. It's just a rumor. We'll see. Uh, strained. They're saying strained with an ST. So that's better than sprained with an SP where it could be ligament damage. It's just like pulled ligament versus ligament damage. So, okay, good. Hopefully that's all it is and Carl will be playing. But we all know how the NBA can be. There I go being mean again. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, though, I expect a very, very, very fun game between these two teams back and forth. It won't be the highest scoring thing ever, but I do think one of the teams gets into the 100 teens. And I think this is actually going to be the highest scoring game of the year between these two clubs. Finally, if Carl is back. If not, boy, if Carl's not back, I think not that Jokic... Not that Carl's defense is bad. Not that Jokic will be stopped by Carl the whole game, but I think he would just have uh, he would just go to town unless uh, James Johnson can really frustrate him, knocking the ball away. Even though he's much shorter than Jokic, but he's got those quick hands and strong defense, and uh, that just that tough veteran guy mode. That's basically what uh, James Johnson is. Block a couple shots, sneak up from behind, and knock him away from Jokic. That's the hope. Maybe the Wolves pull off a shocker here. But I think Denver winds up scoring 115 in this game. And the Wolves end up scoring something along the likes of 112. I think it's going to be a really nice game. D'Angelo Russell will 
do what he does. He's going to get in the 20s again. He's just going to keep doing it, especially if there's no Carl. But I'm going to believe Carl is back by this point. I'm going to believe that. Maybe he'll miss the Boston game, but he'll be back by this one. That's just my hope, my belief. Uh, Jake Lehman hopefully could be a factor. We'll see what his role is going to be after playing a pretty decent role in, in the short stretch. He was freaking healthy at the beginning of the year. Uh, but the Nuggets win by three. Carl and D'Angelo get to, you know get 20-plus, this type of thing. But I think Denver is just going to be the better team at the end of the day. Maybe James Johnson can get a couple blocks and help things out and give the Wolves some hope down the stretch and pull off some kind of an upset. But I don't know. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. They're a good, solid defensive team, and they're you know ninth in the league in field goal percentage are the Nuggets. And Jokic is like a triple-double machine. Uh, Jamal Murray will be one of the reasons the Wolves lose the game because he always torches us every single freaking time. Kind of like, uh, you know... I don't even want to say anymore. Kind of like uh, Roy years ago. Uh, I didn't want to go into that name anymore. That name is not a popular name around Timberwolves fans after what happened there. Brandon Roy. Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this this could be a really awful week for the Wolves. Awful. And I don't want to say it. I don't want to believe it. But there's a good chance the Wolves lose every one of these games. There's a good chance. Please squeak out one of these. Surprise me. Do something nice. Beat the Denver bleeping Nuggets. Surprise me. Please. Please. That'll be on NBA TV also. So a little bit of semi-national television if you have a NBA TV subscription, so to speak, which I do. Thank God. I didn't the last few years, but I do again. <laughs> Thanks to a good solid deal here. Dallas Mavericks, American Airlines Center, Monday the 24th. Yeah, 10 whole days from now. 10 days from now. Dallas Mavericks beat the Wolves 121-114. to 114. Pretty entertaining game. Jared Culver blocked uh, Mr. Doncic's shot. Obviously, we love Doncic. Everybody loves Doncic. Uh, his points per game are spectacular. He has some good moments. I don't think he's all NBA yet. I just don't, but a lot of people do. He is leading in every statistic, basically. All the main uh, stats for the Dallas Mavericks. He's the top rebounder. He's the top... Uh, He's the top assist guy, assist maker, playmaker, 8.7 and almost 20, uh, 29 points a game for Luka Doncic. So the numbers are definitely there, and the wins are there too. So give him credit. 11, uh, 11 games over 500, second place in the Southwest Division. <sighs> boy, boy, boy. Torn Achilles tenor for Dwight Powell. Oh, that sucks. That absolutely sucks. So there's injuries. I like this new interface that's popped up on Yahoo. Gotta love it. But uh, I don't know. They're third in the league in scoring or the Dallas Mavericks, third in the league at scoring. Outstanding. Minnesota obviously used to be one of the top-scoring teams in the league before that very long injury span for Carl Anthony Towns, who's out forever. Um, Dallas Mavericks, excellent fifth fifth in the league at three-point percentage. Again, big stark contrast with Minnesota, of course. Dallas has only won two out of their last five, though. Only two out of their last five. 130-111 win on Feb the 12th. Okay, let's go backwards here. February 5th. They got crushed by the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow, good good job, Wayno. 121-107. That team's getting good. I like Memphis a lot, man. Good job. Uh, One-point loss at Washington. Oof, ouch. And Shabazz wasn't even there yet, was he? I don't think so. No, he couldn't have been. Uh, yeah, he could have been. I Maybe. I don't care. Whatever. They beat Charlotte. Well, at least they beat Charlotte. 116-100. Utah Jazz beat them by four. Beat the Mavericks by four recently. They wouldn't have been having their hottest run. They'd actually be seventh place with a 600 win percentage. They'd be in seventh place in the West. And don't look now, but uh, Memphis, who used to be right about where the Wolves were, are eighth place in the uh, Western Conference, and they have a sizable lead over Portland. Portland's been trying to kind of chip away all season. Of course, beating up on us every bleeping time. 
Every bleeping time they play us, frickin' McCollum. <laughs> McCollum and Lillard, jeez. Memphis is eighth place in the Western Conference. That is amazing. Amazing. Uh, and the future's now. Go Memphis. I mean, good job. Maybe they'll knock the Lakers out. No, I'm kidding. That'd be funny. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> well, there it is. Wayne Hunt versus Vinrock Vince Germano. Vince Germano and Stu Benson, the second richest man in Sydney, Australia. Uh, wow. <laughs> that could be fun. Could be a fun. What if it ends up being like a seven game series? Oh boy, those Laker guys would be frustrated. With that said, though, let's just go back where I need to be. I think, yeah. Could this be the one where the Wolves squeak something out? Uh, Denver just owns us for some freaking reason. You know, like every time we think we're going to beat them, they, they just kind of squeeze by and win, and it's really annoying. Uh, kind of like Ohio State used to be for the Gophers in hockey. They'd always like win by win at the last second. Now it's the Gophers winning over Ohio State lately, which is pretty cool. Thank God for that. I think the Wolves win this game. If you're going to win one, I think this is the one. I just got a feeling Dallas is going to kind of come out. You'd think this is the one they're going to lose for sure, but they're not playing as well lately. And I got a feeling D'Angelo is going to go off for like 35. He's going to have one of his huge nights. He's going to have a double-double. Uh, Carl and D'Angelo, I think, are going to bind for 60-plus in this game. It's going to be one of those entertaining battles. If Carl's freaking healthy, if he's not, it is what it is. I think the Dallas Mavericks win the game. But I think, yeah, this is one of those deals where, yes, Carl is a huge factor, and he should be all the time. He's supposed to be. He's a top pick in the draft, for cripe's sake. Cripe's sake. Cripe's sake. He's a top pick in the draft, so he needs to be something. Uh, Wolves end up winning the game, surprising a lot of people. 131-128, Minnesota squeezes by the Dallas Mavericks in overtime. In overtime. This game goes to OT. D'Angelo gets 35-plus. Carl gets 30-35-ish. to 35-ish, And the Wolves end up winning the game. Maybe they go for 70, the two guys together. Malik Beasley's going to have a big night as well, 23 points. And, uh, you know, some big moments. I think he'll hit a big clutch shot down the stretch. But Minnesota ends up winning by three in Dallas, surprising everybody. Luka Doncic gets... Uh, 30-plus in the game as well, and a double-double. Probably like 12 assists or something, but I got a feeling there's going to be a big moment late in the game where uh, the Wolves hit a big shot and end up pulling away. and have to hold on for dear life, but Dallas, maybe they clang a three at the buzzer. And Minnesota wins in overtime versus the Dallas Mavericks. Yes. Got to pick one of them. I mean, I got a feeling about that. Miami Heat, uh, it's in our heads. It's in our heads. If, this, if, if Butthead is healthy, it's going to be in our heads. If he's not healthy, maybe the Wolves got a legit shot. But Tyler Hero is the only guy on the injured uh, uh, the injured graphic here uh, with the right foot soreness at the moment. Miami Heat. The Minnesota Timberwolves beat Miami earlier in the year. That was a fun game. Very, very fun game. Love those Miami Heat when they wear those Vice City uniforms. Both teams actually tied for averaging 112 points a game. I think the Wolves do not win this one. Uh, I think Miami's going to even up the season series. 116-109, way, way back on October 27th. Now that NBA does have some October games back in the day. Jimmy Butthead averaging a little over 20 points a game. He's had his big moments. He's tops on the team in assists, too. That's not really good at six. I don't think you really want that. I don't think you want Butler leading your team in assists. So that's... Uh, something to think about. Second in the league in three-point percentage are the... Miami Heatians, second in the league. Second in the league are the Miami Heatians. Eighth in overall field goal percentage. The only semi-weakness they have is rebounding, and I don't think our rebounding is that good right now because everybody's just too short. I know it's all about positioning, but sometimes length helps too. When you're, everybody's 6'7", six, 6'8", six, and you got 7'2 guys and 7'1", and 6'10", and 6'11 guys, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I, it's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> I, I just love this name, Duncan Robinson. He must have came from San Antonio, right? Duncan Robinson? I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Duncan Robinson, Twin Towers, yeah. But Tyler Hero, the guy everybody wanted for that three-point shot, he's averaging about 40%. Duncan Robinson's averaging a higher percentage than Tyler Hero, and he's actually making more a game, too. He's been really nice for the Miami Heat. Kendrick Nunn, not Kendrick Dunn, but Kendrick Nunn has been a nice, solid addition in the offseason. He's had his moments. He's like a point. He's like a G. He's like a G type of guard. He's not a point guard. He's a guard. He's a guard, basically. Good, valuable guy, though. He's had his moments. He's one of those guys, oh, pick him up for fantasy, and he's okay. Uh, Deion Waiters. Where is Deion Waiters now? He just keeps moving and moving and moving. Deion Waiters. God, now he's on Memphis. That's right. <laughs> he only played three games for the Heats, the Heats this year. Finally came back from injury and up, traded. Get out of here. Get out of here, Deion. Move. Move on, man. No, he's just moved away. No, he didn't come back from injury either. He's been out for too long as him. Well, he came back in late January. So, yeah, he did kind of just come back from injury finally during the course of the season. And Jan 28th was his last game with the Heat. So, that's interesting. Deion Waiters is now on the Memphis Grizzlies. Jay Crowder now on the Heat. And, uh, whew. Yeah, <laughs> Wayne Hunt, not happy about that loss. i got to keep moving. This is getting long. I think the Miami Heat end up beating the Minnesota Timberwolves by a final score of, eh, you know, like 120 to 110, something like that. I think the Heat are just the better team. I think it's going to be in our head with Jimmy Butler. I just don't have a whole lot of confidence right now in Carl Anthony Towns versus Jimmy Butler. It might end up being 125 to 110 or 125 to 108. I, I think Carl's going to struggle in this game. And until he until he proves us wrong... I'm going to pick the Butlers. I'm going to pick the Embiid's over the over the Timberwolves until they prove us wrong. Toughen up. Come on, Malik Beasley, James Johnson. Pound Carl Anthony Towns in the stomach and say, toughen up, buddy. Toughen up. Toughen up. Toughen up. Look alive. That type of thing. If that's what it takes, that's what it's going to take to finally, you know, say, screw this. Jimmy Butler, Jim, uh, Joel Embiid bullcrap. I'm going to come out there and pound the crap out of these guys. And Marcus Gasol, who always would bully the heck out of Carl Anthony Towns as well. Not with his big mouth, but just his game. He was a frustration to play against for Carl Anthony Towns pretty much since time forgot. <laughs> Udonis Haslam, man. Did he retire yet? I mean, he's just a coach now, right? Kind of like uh, kind of like Jawan Howard was his last three freaking years of the Heat. Got a couple of rings doing absolutely nothing. But helping out, you know, the nice veteran on the sidelines. Uh, Miami struggled in a big way, by the way, in their last five games. Lost to the Clippers, 128-111. Oof. 105-97 to the Sacramento Kings. Ah, on the road, though. Uh, Portland, what a nasty road trip. Oof, that's just awful. Uh, Portland Trailblazers won 15-109 on the road again. Golden State, they beat the uh, Golden State Warriors with Wiggy, with old Wiggy there. 113-101, good for... Wiggy, I guess. He's been really good, actually. I'm going to be honest. He's been super good, but yeah, that's predictable. Uh, at Utah, a 15-point loss. But uh, we'll talk about Wiggins here for about a couple seconds. Just a couple seconds. His efficiency with the Golden State Warriors has been awesome. Uh, and he's made some stupid comments along the way as well. This is actually his worst game. Surprise. Jimmy Butler against Wiggins. Yeah, that's the Wiggins we remember. 6 of 14, 2 of 7. Pretty funny that I wound up picking up that one. So Wiggins kind of reality check there in a big way. That's funny. That's really funny, actually. I mean, really funny. <laughs> That's the Wiggins we remember. <laughs> like 6 of 14 and 18 points and 2 of 7 from 3. Yeah, that's Andrew Wiggins. 
So reality's going to set in pretty soon. Uh, he's saying, oh, it's nice to be around a winning culture and this and that. Well, you're part of the losing in Minnesota. We, uh, so God bless him, though. I don't hate him at all. I think he, uh, you know, you can tell he's a fun-loving dude, but does he care about the game? I mean, even Jim Peterson, Mr., you know, smiley face, stay positive Jim Peterson, who does have a lot of honesty in him as well, thankfully, was saying, I'm not sure he really likes basketball. Jim Peterson said that, so we'll see. Maybe he'll like it more in Golden State, but uh, yeah, it's nice to be around a winning culture when you have an even worse record than the Wolves right now. Oh, sorry, and I have zero sympathy for that bleeping team, if you can guess. With that said, take a quick break. We are going to hear from the man, the people's champ, Vinrock Vince Germano, is going to lead off Fan Interaction. Well, um, look, to say I'm frustrated with Carl Anthony Towns uh, would be an understatement. You know, when I hear words come out of his mouth like I'm sick of all the losing and, and such, um, here's the thing, Carl. Why don't you be the one to turn around and change the culture of that franchise? sad when a rookie like Yar Morant, and yes I call him Yar, uh, is a way better leader and culture changer than you are right now. He's walked into Memphis day one, changed that culture, wants to change that culture. Dylan Brooks, he's got Dylan Brooks on board. Why can't Carl Anthony Towns do the same thing? And then you hear him come out and say, oh well, D'Angelo Russell is a big incentive for me to stay. What a cop-out. What a pussy move. This guy has all the talent in the world, but he's not a leader. He is not a leader's ass. He is he's a very good player. Any team would love to have him. But if, if you're looking for that culture changer at the moment in Carl Towns, it's just not there. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, oh, boy. This guy just... He's really pissing me off. I'm sorry to swear on this show, but he's really pissing me off. Instead of knuckling down and uh, changing this whole <clears throat> losing culture in Minnesota, <clears throat> pardon me, because let's face it, it hasn't been there for years and years. It's probably never been there. You've had some good years. But it starts with him. Hold, hold guys accountable. If you're not willing to come in here and work and, and chase that ultimate goal of a championship then they should get out. He should be the one sending that message. I, I, I've never heard him, I, I could be wrong, but I've never heard him mention the drive for a championship. This is what drives him. Bring, I want to bring a championship to Minnesota. Never heard him say that at all. And then to pull this shit where he's almost holding the team to ransom, like, oh, well, you know, it's an incentive to... Dilo is here, that I might stay or I'll stay. Man, it almost makes me want to trade him. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. You, you, this guy's supposed to be a leader and he's coming out talking like that. Anyway, look, I'm, I'm glad you got Dilo. Um, 
I'm, I'm a fan of D'Lo. The only concern I have with him, and I had this concern when he's in in LA, um, is his health. Uh, he he just, I'm not saying he's soft, but he's just injury prone, and, and I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he'll miss a game with a hangnail. Um, but I hope it all works out. I hope I hope they find their their groove, their chemistry, their their will to win, their will to get Minnesota back to the playoffs and then go further. Um, I like I like the addition of Malik Beasley. Um, I was actually hoping we'd, we'd land him. Um, I like I like uh, Hernan Gomez. Uh, he can give you some good minutes. Um, but yeah, look, oh, he's just got me so frustrated, man, and angry at times at him. Towns I'm talking about. Um, I'm not going to go. I love to work, but uh, yeah, uh, I hope that made sense because I'm pretty pissed off right now at him. So uh, yeah, good luck with everything, and uh, hope you have a good show. See you, brother. And I cannot thank you enough, Vince Germano, for joining the show. Thank you very much. Do that as often as you like, brother. As often as you like. Uh, open door for you, Tanae Brown, you know, <laughs> of course, you know, like Hank McCoy, I keep calling him that, Wayne Hunt, all of you, but uh, Vinrock, Vince Germano, you're as good as it gets. I can't thank you enough for that. And can you honestly, Timberwolves fans, please, locally, locally especially, since we like to be so damn sensitive here in the Twin Cities about over football or this or that, Timberwolves basketball, can you honestly disagree with what he just said? Seriously, can you disagree with it? I, I refuse to. I refuse to disagree because it's plain as day. And as a true Timberwolves fan, when somebody says it's more incentive for him to stay with the D'Angelo Russell edition, it's like, ah, eh? that's kind of why I didn't talk about it in the first segment. Let Vin Rock have the floor so we can talk about it now. Rather than, yeah, we talked about that earlier. You know, that's kind of rude if I do it that way. That would not be very pleasant. It's fan interaction time, damn it. And uh, we're all fans of the game. We love the game. We like to believe we're experts because obviously Vin Rock... Vince Germano, right there. Wayne Hunt and Stu Benson do the Courtside Podcast together, all off from Australia. Wayne Hunt and Stu Benson are both from Sydney, and Vince Germano is from Melbourne, Australia. Vince and Stu are Lakers fans. Wayno, as I mentioned earlier, is a Memphis fan. Do check out that show. It is as good a show as it gets. It's on pretty much all the applications you can imagine. iHeart, uh, Google Podcast, you know, <laughs> Apple Podcast, all that. It's on all the applications that this show's on, at least I think. Maybe there's a couple extra that they're on because they're on a lot of them. So you can find it, the Courtside Podcast. And a quick way to find it in multiple ways, Facebook or something, C-R-T-S-D-E, C-R-T-S-D-E. They do it kind of like abbreviation because that word is overused. If you just write Courtside, you might get a million different editions. Uh, so smart way of doing that. For those of you out there, for the, for Wayne Hunt to uh, engineer that in there. Uh, so, thank you again, Vince Germano. I can't disagree with anything he said. Definitely a dick move by saying that. Uh, if if I heard that, yeah, it would make me want to trade him as well. And I don't know. This day and age, with these trades that were made, who knows? I'm guessing Carl's untouchable right now, but he's going to have a change of attitude. Hopefully, James Johnson can wake him up. Hopefully. Uh, whatever it is. J- wake him up, damn it. Wake him up, James Johnson. Obviously, we don't have to worry about waking up Wiggins anymore. Uh, we could let Draymond Green and, and uh, Steve Kerr do that. Hope that whole team falls on its face the next 10 years and Steve Kerr ends up getting fired because they don't get better. I would love that very much. I really don't like that team. I don't. I don't like Steve Kerr either. I liked him with Chicago. I don't, I don't I haven't liked him for a long time. 
I'll leave the reasons to myself because obviously there's more reasons than just the freaking Warriors. He's got a big mouth on him. Uh, so we'll just keep moving. Uh, again, Venture Mono, that was an awesome one. And of course, I, it's good to let you have the floor, let you get your opinions out. And I don't disagree with a damn thing you said. Not a damn thing. You know, D'Angelo Russell injury prone too and needs to get tougher and possibly missing games with a hangnail. Like missing his first game coming back where it would have been a nice homecoming game. I figured it would be the Hornets game. But it wasn't. So D'Angelo misses misses the frickin' Clippers game because, you know, it, since the trade got to uh, get processed faster than normal, which is awesome. I don't know how you process those trades so fast, but they did it. Great job. Maybe the trade was already, like, done. It was just basically pressing a button. Like, yes, it's done. Let's go. That type of thing. And, um, well, you missed that one, which is irritating with the hamstring, which was, who knows how bad it was. Um, and then... You have your official homecoming game versus the Charlotte Hornets. Carl doesn't play. Surprise, surprise. Which is, again, is surprising considering the guy was an Iron Man his first four years in the league. And then uh, you freaking blow a huge lead against the Hornets at home. Oh, the Hornets, by the way. The Hornets. Not the Raptors. Not the Raptors. The Hornets. Yeah. Okay. So let's keep moving. At Wolves Explosion. At Wolves Explosion. This show is very long. I know some of you don't like it too long, and it should be nearly uh, near an hour. It's my own fault for going on and on, so I apologize. Levi Brown, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Thank you guys for retweeting the most recent show, episode 275. All roads lead to D'Angelo. And Vince Germano also retweeted it. Can't thank you enough for that. <sighs> yep, uh, Levi was saying inexplicable missed call. Yeah, Lillard was goaltended at the end of the game with the Portland Trailblazers there. I think that was Sunday, if I remember correctly. I couldn't believe it. That was a Sunday evening game, if I remember correctly. Must have been, because I was actually at home in the evening, not super late, you know, like normal, where I got to rewatch the games uh, later on or in the next morning and such with the Wolves. I was saying how Jordan McLaughlin is a good point guard. He plays a complete game. He really has a lot of different assets that can keep in the league, keep him in the league for a while. I would rather have him than Troy Hudson. What what Troy Hudson was any day, and I and I mean that because Troy Hudson was just too crazy. I think Jordan McLaughlin's a solid player. I like him, and he can dunk. He's only like five eleven. He can dunk. He can really dunk too. I like him, man. And that's just the athleticism part. Otherwise, he's a good, intangible player. He is. He can hit some threes and drive and all that. Tanae Brown says, and again, this is at Wolves Explosion. Tanae Brown says Twitter account, of course. Excited to see how the Wolves play with D'Lo active. I'm worried they won't be as free-flowing. He's more of a ball stopper. Hopefully, I'm home in time to watch, and I'll tweet along with the game. Thank you. And he says, Wolves off to an awful start. Defensively, Raptors having their way with us right now. And yeah, they were. Uh, Some of the officiating in this game has been horrible going both ways. God, yes, it was. God, yes, it was. It was a bad game officiated. A lot of no calls and heavy contact. And uh, I guess the later game that I was talking about was Saturday, pardon me. A lot of no calls and heavy contact. And then they're calling all the weak stuff. Still been a fun game to watch. And it really was because you can see a little bit of that Marbury-Garnett. It was the only bleeping game we got to see with those two together. But there's your next Marbury and Garnett. That was awesome. It was fun. Uh, and I was saying the officiating was extremely annoying. Some of those, some of it was obvious fouls. They wouldn't call. Fun game and all, though. And it was. It was a fun game. Just sucks losing. Uh... See, a lot of these are just uh, notifications, not actual uh, interactions. But yeah, thank you very much to Nebron. You're awesome. Thank you so much for the interaction there. Uh, love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. And uh, yeah, the Toronto game was fun. It was nice to see the two guys together for the first time. But again, doggone it, just chalk it up to another loss. 
which is irritating. And apparently the Minnesota Wild have fired Bruce Boudreaux. Like, that was been going on basically here in the background as I've been doing the show. That was about a half hour ago already. Crazy. Kind of sad. I kind of like uh, Bruce Boudreaux. Facebook page fact, I did like it. I uh, hope the Wolves don't fire Ryan Saunders anytime soon. Uh, so, going to check something on the this. So, first... Let's get to that Facebook page now. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Trying to get something to lower, and it's all messed up. Isn't that fun? Pressing the wrong buttons, all that good stuff. But we'll get to the uh, interactions from Wayne Hunt on... Yeah, there's three of them. That's cool. From Wayne Hunt on the the visitor's post. We'll save that for last because those are always good. I could ever get this to... Yeah, there's an interaction this week, no doubt about it. It was great to hear from Vince Germano. Keep doing that if you can, understand. And yes, he was in his car driving to work at the time. So bear with us with the audio. It is what it is. You know, if, if you're busy, but you still have time to call, I'll take it any day of the week, any day of the week, if, if, if that's the way it's going to be. I was saying Andrew Wiggins is going to be is going to debut tomorrow night on ABC against the Lakers. Very cool. Well, at least we'll see what happens. Uh, Jamie Tinter said, I bet he balls out in his first game, and he kind of pretty much did. He kind of pretty much did, didn't he? Jamie Tintor, thank you. He's local, of course, here in the Twin Cities. Thank you, Jamie. Cool guy. Uh, and also, he's on Flip's Army as well. Great Facebook page. Uh, there's the uh, little video or interaction where Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell were acting like they're married almost. It was kind of silly, but okay. It's nice and everything. At least they get along. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, when you're co-workers, it's one thing. When you're close close friends, but now you're co-workers for the first time, things can get a little iffy. I mean, me and Marcus, the forecaster, were awesome on the air, but at times, you know, when he wasn't available and he wouldn't call me, I got frustrated. So, you know, there can be strains in your friendship sometimes when you work together on something, when you're not like, and you're not like, uh, you know, <laughs> in perfect sync on things. So, friendships, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't get damaged at all between these two guys during the course of the time they play together. But, I don't know, friends fight sometimes. And uh, you move on. I was talking about the same thing about Jordan McLaughlin. Uh, same exact thing as Twitter. And we got some interaction here. Vince Germano says, Really looking forward to watching. Thanks for beating the Clippers. And you're welcome. That was fun. Wayne says, Agree. He will be a great option running the second team and backing up Russell. He's got a bag of tricks, that's for sure. And he does. He does. I really like him. I really like him. And that Clipper game was amazing. It really was. Keep moving. Max Day debuting on here. I, I think he's been on here before, but it's been a while. One of Marcus's cousins there. Love Max Day. Uh, I haven't heard from him in a while. Marcus, I haven't heard from Marcus in a little while either. Miss you if you happen to be listening, Marcus. I know he does listen sometimes when he's working. And uh, good for Marcus. He's a third shift kind of guy. Third shift. <laughs> I don't know why it always goes to most relevant because every comment is relevant. Uh, yeah, this was annoying a little bit. Steve Kerr was saying uh, on the addition of Andrew Wiggins, annoying, actually kind of funny. It's great to have a player who we can put on LeBron and match physically. Match physically with Wiggins and LeBron. No, I was saying, surely you can't be serious. But hey, I hate the Warriors, so they can be foolish all they want. <laughs> and I don't like Kerr either, by the way. I haven't mentioned that like 15 times. A lot of people got a laugh out of that one, and I mean a lot. Uh, Max Day says, maybe the dumbest trade of all time, but oh well, good for the Wolves, and thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Max, and yes, good for the Wolves is right. I hope it, hope it happens. <laughs> I was saying it definitely helps a lot. There is, but there is a very high potential pick in there as well, going to the Warriors. He says, it's protected, though, so if it's high, we keep it. 
this trade made no sense anyways, anyway, the way you look at it. Yes, I mean, I, I know. Yep, I agree. The only thing is it's protected only up to third. So we better be better next year, Max. <laughs> I, I hope so. Hopefully Max listens. I know he has in the past, but people, you know, they kind of go in and out. Uh, Sean Grant says he's local, and I think Minnet. No, actually, he's in California now. I think he's originally from Minnetonka. Sean Grant, great to have you on again. Andrew is going to ball out. The Warriors will be back in the playoff hunt next year. The Wolves won't. Probably, probably on both, but maybe the Wolves will. Maybe the Wolves will, and I know Sean Grant has been a big Wolves fan for years, but uh, we'll see. Uh, so it's not like he's trashing the Wolves. So obviously, sometimes you have to be honest, I guess. Maybe the Wolves will. I hate the Warriors with a passion. I hope they fall on their face, but they probably will be better again next year, I'm sure. <laughs> Today, Brown, New Zealand, like I mentioned, says Kerr has lost it. Two more comments. J.T. Walker says the Warriors came out good, but Minnesota was crazy to trade. I don't know who said he can hold LeBron. Well, apparently Steve Kerr said that, which is funny. Um, Wayne Hunt simply has the thing where you're covering your face like, you've got to be kidding. Kind of like, wow, <laughs> that's funny. Yep. Well, Steve Kerr said it. Minnesota was crazy to trade, or do you mean Golden State was crazy to trade? Hopefully that's a typo. I don't think it was a crazy trade for Minnesota, even though, you know, I mean, D'Angelo Russell's an upgrade. Again, it's in, you know, the high pick is what it is, but you got out of the Wiggins contract and all that frustration. So we better keep moving. Uh, again, apologize if the show is a little bit too long for some of you. The shows will most likely be back to normal about an hour. This isn't going to be too much longer, though. Wayne Hunt says, I told you Beasley was good. Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> and don't worry about the team adding Booker. Give it a few months and people will be like, Booker, who? Hard worker, great shooter, and excellent attitude. I still kind of want him on the Grizz, but if he had to go anywhere else, I'm glad. He will get minutes with Minnesota. And I agree so much. I agree, and hopefully, hopefully his horrible shooting against the Hornets in the second half wasn't related to that injury. The fact that he was still able to score 28 points does tell you how tough he is. Um, but I got a feeling he was banged up a bit on that fall because he hit the ground hard. And again, I'll keep saying he could have easily broken a wrist. He could have broken his arm, broken wrist, broken arm, uh, ACL, broken ankle. I could go on forever because the angles, the angle of that fall, anything could have happened. Concussion too, uh, easily. It was a pretty wild fall. Uh, he could have easily had a huge bruise on his back or butt like I did when I landed on the ice, or on the steps. Not the ice, the steps. Steps are harder than ice, actually. <laughs> ice might break sometimes, but steps don't break. They just smash your bone really bad, and that's what happened to me. But, yeah, I just keep going. <laughs> yeah, best I can. Bone bruise that takes forever to heal. At least it doesn't hurt as much now. That was only five weeks ago now. No, six and it's still swollen, yeah, yep, but it doesn't hurt, though, that's the good part, Wayne Hunt continues, says, love the first game, I gotta stop making it about me, who cares about my bruise, right, I'd rather worry about Malik Beasley being healthy, you know, damn it, yeah, I'm glad, I hope he is, Wayne Hunt says, love the first game with the reloaded rosters, but I want to see how this team reacts when the outside shots are not falling, <sighs> the Hornets game, the Hornets game, obviously, this is a few days before that, but, well, we saw how they reacted, didn't we, they couldn't even beat the Hornets. No, Carl, I get it, but they couldn't even beat the Hornets. I mean, you know, I'll continue what Wayne was saying. If they really are a new squad, they have to find a way to bounce back when they get down. Even if they catch the L, how much fight do they have in them? That's the test of a true team. Wolves versus Toronto, let's find out. And unfortunately, well, they didn't win, but it was a good game. It's a good game. Wayne Hunt continues his side note. I'd start James Johnson at small forward. 
you can always look to replace next season or bring a rookie in next year under him. He's a good vet and someone you can plug in almost anywhere. I agree. I love James Johnson, and I'd, and I'd like to keep him long-term if it's a rotation kind of Sam Mitchell type of role. He's kind of like Sam Mitchell with a little extra, a little extra zing, and, and, and you know, and, and obviously he's got a nice three-point shot. Sam was a hell of a shooter, too, but uh, didn't really add the three-point shot until much later in his career. But, uh, boy, I loved Sam Mitchell as a player. Yes, I'm old enough to remember Sam Mitchell as a player, and he was a damn good one. Uh, he stopped playing about 20 years ago now, but he was a damn good player, man. I, I, I love Sam Mitchell, uh, regardless if he started or came off the bench. He was a leader. He was a stud. He was tough. He was mean, and uh, he's awesome. Wayne Hunt says, love the roster. Love the new roster for Minnesota, but, geez, that was a winnable game against Charlotte. Yep, see, there, here's the Charlotte one. Look at the minutes. Has he heard of rotations? Him being, again, Mr. Ryan Saunders. Yep, I'm going to get back to the minutes here for you. He's got to find a better way to incorporate Culver more. Yeah, he's not going to develop in Minnesota if this keeps up, which would be a shame because he's definitely shown this season that he could help a team if given the opportunity. Don't forget about the Rook. I agree a thousand percent, brother. I agree a thousand percent. I, I really do because, uh, you know, I mean, that's a concern right now. I mean, you know, there's got to be a role for him. And, well, you got Beasley. Interesting, we're going to have to re-sign Beasley pretty soon here, unfortunately. So that's kind of one of those things. Um, D'Angelo Russell, I believe Beasley's up for a qualifying offer, which either means extension or like a big single season and then unrestricted free agency. Watch out, because he could be gone then. Uh, it's going to be very interesting, because, well, D'Angelo Russell... Barring injury, is the point guard of the of the present and the future for the Minnesota Timberwolves. He is, unless he's unhappy and wants to be traded by next season, which I guess that could happen too. Culver, I don't think Culver's a point guard, really. He, he can play the position. I think he's a shooting guard. I guess he can play small forward, but he's too damn skinny to play small forward. Beasley's not tall enough, but he's certainly strong. Okogie's not tall enough, but certainly strong, and he played small forward recently. He did okay. did okay. He got four assists to go along with six rebounds. Uh, let's get to the minutes, though. Yeah, I mean, Beasley, 37. He probably shouldn't have played 37 minutes of the way he was shooting. He shouldn't have. Uh, Culver was 2 of 3. At least he was doing something. He did get a couple of turnovers, though. The energy wasn't so high. Only three field goal attempts in like 16 minutes. So, yeah, when you look at the minutes, kind of is what it is. But it's 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 a crying shame if uh, Culver is going to be reduced that much because then it starts looking like Gorgie Zhang. starts looking like, well, you know, like if Justin Patton was ever healthy, they'd never play him, you know, blah, 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 blah. Culver should be playing significant minutes. Culver should be playing significant minutes one way or another, and hopefully not having to wait for somebody to get hurt to get them. That's uh, So I couldn't agree more. Uh, Beasley's minutes should probably be closer to 28 to 32. You know, I mean, 37 is too much. So I, I, I agree with you 100% there. At least get Culver to 25-ish minutes. You know, I mean, and if he t if he balls out, then, then the minutes will increase, and we'll see what happens. And a trade or something might happen, depending on what, uh, depending on need or this or that. With that said, can't thank you guys enough for the interaction. You guys are the absolute best. Thank you, Vince Germano, for the audio submission. Thank you, today, Levi, and uh, of course Wayne Hunt for the interaction. Sean Grant, Jakey Walker, Max Day. Thank you guys so much for the interactions on Facebook and Twitter, guys. You guys are awesome. Can't, can't thank you enough. I will put all the contact details in the show description, of course, the Twitter account, the Facebook page, and the email address for those of you to do the audio submission. To do your audio submission, simply use the free voice recording application on any smart device on the planet. Just open it, click record, treat it like a phone call, or if you're going to use a microphone and a Audacity, you know how to take care of that. Audacity or some other editing software, depending on what type of computer you have. Uh, 
like you're already a podcast or whatever, you know what to do there. Pretty easy. Obviously, save it, you know, and then email it to Paladino Live at yahoo.com. Paladino Live at yahoo.com. That goes for both the, you know, the podcasting style or, of course, uh, via the phone voice recorder style, which uh, is very easy to do either way. Uh, again, record it. Stop, save, email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an mp3 file, thanks to zomzar.com. Can't thank them enough for giving me a free service because the file isn't that big. If you need to convert larger files, they will charge you a monthly subscription, that type of thing. Maybe you need to do it for your business or something, depending on what you do. Maybe you're heavy into audio, I don't know. But it is what it is, moving stuff from M4As into MP3s because MP3s are able to go on these uh, software, these editing software uh, applications slash programs and M4As I guess aren't for some reason with that said can't thank you guys enough for being a part of the show stay warm if you're here in the Twin Cities stay cool if you're in Australia or the Philippines or whatever <laughs> depending on what time of year it is for you but it is freezing right now and <laughs> I usually don't mind the cold that much but this is super duper cold like we're talking below zero Fahrenheit cold so it is what it is <laughs> kind of like the wolves shooting in the second half but uh We'll just have to let that go. Uh, all of you take care. We'll talk to you in uh, two weeks. Two weeks. So I guess it's a slightly longer show for you to enjoy during the two-week span. And hope you uh, did enjoy it. Hope the Wolves can uh, improve their bleep and shooting and get healthy if you got a banged-up wrist, Carl and Malik Beasley down the stretch. And hamstring for D'Angelo Russell. Who knows? Enough of this. Take care. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.